jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got to the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Hey everyone welcome to episode 72 of Dynasty Underdog I'm your host Uriah Dawkins join with me tonight as always Billy Beeman what's up not much, man. Just uh, trying to understand these new COVID rules for, for <laughs> myself and for the league, right? <laughs> and, and you know, just trying to enjoy the, the one fantasy championship I won. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what the we'll, – we'll get to that. But, yeah, with the COVID, you know, it's just moving the goalposts, whatever seems to work, right? <laughs> hey, they're following CDC guidelines, bro. I mean, if, anything, yeah. if there's anything that we know this whole two years is that that shit matters. <laughs> Hey, man, look, we're, we're here now. We're at a place where I think everybody can get along at this point, right? Five days is nothing, and it, it ensures most players can play regardless of vaccination status. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, just the, the whole world is, is trying to figure out how to get along with this virus. And, and you know, it, it's getting closer and closer, I think, to getting back to normal. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to turn into like a Joe Rogan podcast or anything, but eventually it's just you're gonna have to fucking deal with it, right? There's oh, just there's sure, no there's no sure. way we've tried as a society, you know, to figure it out, but it's just I don't it's not going away. So we gotta no, no, sure, sure. But I, I think I think the uh the level of severity has decreased since you know 2020 when I think the the threat level was was definitely a little higher. So yeah, I mean, va- whether you're vaccinated or not, I mean, you can get it. We know that, obviously, and the number of cases this year are way up, and that's because this virus is less deadly and more viral, right? So, like, it's just we're 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 at a point, I think, like you said, where like you're, we're all gonna have to deal with it, and it's you know, it's going to become one of those things that's just kind of you know the flu. It's that it's that kind of thing. Eventually, it will be that. Fortunately, I think we've got to a place where most of us are safe if we get it. Like I, I, we were just talking before this, my wife and I just got it and it, it sucked for sure. Not sure how it would have been if we weren't vaccinated. I don't, I don't know. But but yeah, I think everybody's probably going to end up getting it at this point. This shit's spreading like wildfire. It's crazy. It down, down here, dude, it's like everybody we know just about has gotten it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I've been lucky for whatever reason I haven't got it yet. So or I just didn't know. But yeah, anyways. Fuck COVID, um, but it is—it's affecting our teams, and so that's why we have to talk about it. And it sucks. I wish we could talk about the NFL without mentioning a, a virus. But well, I, I guess we should say that there are new rules. We didn't really say what they were. Yes. I, before it was ten, t- you had to be out a minimum of ten days if you were unvaccinated and and got COVID. Uh, that's completely changed now with the new CDC guidelines, which say which are you know for everybody saying that it's been reduced to five days in general the nfl adopted that as well so now whether you're unvaccinated or vaccinated if you're asymptomatic it's just five it's five days and you're good that's good for those of us who are in the finals this week so yeah especially i think i think the big worry was what carson wentz this week who carson wentz yeah i was personally concerned about jonathan taylor because marlon matt got it carson wentz got it i'm like jonathan taylor's gonna be real close to these fuckers (laughs) 
and I need him. So yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I was kind of hoping that that happened just so they would lose a game and and mess up their playoff run, just because I think it would be funny. Because uh, I'm a Patriots fan and I'm an asshole like that. But uh, I digress. Uh, it's it's good news, I think, for everybody. And and I think going into next year, we can anticipate that this probably won't be as much of an issue as it was this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, some big news. Well, Daryl Henderson's going on IR. Mm-hmm. As we we didn't get to talk about last week because. I had a bunch of stuff going on. I was unable to record, but big news came out today. Uh, Cam Akers is likely going to get some playing time this coming week. Yeah. What the hell is this guy on? I don't know. It's shocking, and it seems a little rushed to me, but I'm no doctor, right? Nope. nope. They're on a playoff run. They need some some help in the backfield there. Like you said, Daryl Henderson, uh, what was it, a knee injury that he suffered? Yeah, something like in that. In this game, I, I believe, it, along with the 500 other injuries he suffered this year. Yeah, I, I mean, Sony Michelle, I think, is, I think can handle the workload plenty. He's proven that over the past couple of weeks. So I don't, I don't think that they're about to, you know, shove 15 touches down Acres' throat or anything next week. But I look, we're going to see him. It's good news, I guess, for, for those who, you know, think that he's going to come back and be a workhorse or going to take over that backfield, because obviously the sooner you can get back in there, the better for that kind of thing. But I just, I can't understand how he's going to be the same player four months, what are we, four months removed from, from the Achilles tear. So yeah, I, I don't know. Or from the, this was an Achilles tear, right? Yeah. 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 So it was, so I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's, it does. It's not something. If I like, I have no Cam Acres shares. But if I did, like, I would be unhappy about this because my personal outlook on these things is I try to be pretty pretty logical about it. And it's like the guy's not going to be normal until next season, probably. If I were to be, you know, if I were thinking about it, like, just you know how people heal. So getting him back this early, not letting him have a full off season that I thought he was going to have, just seems negligent. Yeah. It definitely seems rushed. The next guy we're going to talk about uh, here shortly had an injury about the same time of year and a less severe one, one that we've actually seen running backs come back from. So this this whole Achilles thing, I said it from the very beginning, and I put my money where my mouth is. I got out of my uh, one can maker share within a couple of days of the news because just the history behind the whole thing. I'm rooting for Acres. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see him ball out, but I, I still have my reservations. I'm not trying to make a move for him at all. And in fact, I still would, if I was holding on to him, I'm selling the fuck out of him right now. Oh, with all this news, you could absolutely get a first, maybe plus for him because people just think that he's going to be good to go. They don't, they don't care about this injury. Like, like you're hearing me talk about it. So there is absolutely a market out there for moving on from him and just resetting, right? Like who wouldn't mind resetting to a fresh uninjured, running back this year you know what I mean if you can get a top five pick this year or something like that or get yourself a quarterback in super flex league whatever it is like I feel like it's a slam dunk move if somebody is really in on acres like that now you did mention we're going to talk about James Robinson and Travis Etienne now now James Robinson I I mean we'll see what happens with acres here but I guess it could be good or bad news for Robinson depending on how acres performs and maybe we'll get a little bit of a a spike in in Robinson's value if, if acres does well you know, people thinking that Robinson can come back just as, just as well. The only issue is obviously acres was a first round pick, right. Or acres, second, second round, pick? round, second round uh, pick, yeah. James Robinson undrafted, mm-hmm. no ties. He's unlikely to get a huge contract somewhere else or a lead running back role. 
after this injury. So for James Robinson in dynasty is really, really concerning. You know, I have him in our dynasty under underdog listener league, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit, but in that league, I'm just looking at him a little bit like an anchor, like a dead asset at this point. Right. I mean, maybe he gets onto a team and has some production as, you know, in a committee backfield or something like that, but it's kind of over. It sucks. It really sucks for Robinson. And, and this is good news though, for his teammate Etienne who suffered the ACL injury. ACL or MCL one or two. Yeah. So we've seen players come back from that, right. You know, good athletes. He's first round pick. He was drafted last year it will be a different coaching staff technically, but uh, I guess this is probably the best thing that could have happened for Etienne's dynasty value is an injury to James Robinson, because easily it could have been, we've said it before, like things like a Chris Carson, uh, Rashad Penny type deal where Rashad Penny was drafted in the first round. He got hurt or whatever. Chris Carson balled out. James Robinson could have been the new Chris Carson and then Etienne could have been no, you know, Penny, you know, if you're trying to compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. But James Robinson got hurt with the, you know, more likely than not career ending injury. So, yeah, it's really shitty. Somebody said he's probably going to be selling insurance in the next two years or something like that, which, which sucks, man. He, he got injured at such an inopportune time in his career and the NFL is ruthless. So, you know, this was, this was going to be a year where he got paid and now, I mean, he'll probably get like, you know, a couple million dollar contract with somebody at some point, just based on what they saw, like a one year deal, but it's not going to be as a lead back or anything like that. So for our purposes, it's just don't get your hopes up. Maybe if somebody wants him, I, I mean, I'd move on from for like a second or a third round pick late second or something like that at this point, you know, I, that that's kind of what, what I think I'd be looking for. And, and I don't know if I would want to wait to see what, what it looks like when he comes back, to be honest with you. So, you know, much like Akers, I'm not, I'm not high on anybody who, who is a running back and has this Achilles injury until I see that, you know, modern medicine has just figured it out because I, I, I just don't buy it right now. For Etienne, this is a huge boost though, man. And uh, Anybody who had him, big, big boost here. And I, I don't think I'd be buying because why? He's on, he's on Jacksonville. It's like, why are you going to buy that? But if you have him, it's good news for you and maybe, maybe a time to sell heading into the season with the high building around him, you know, and you can get maybe another reset just like acres or something like that. Because again, it's more situational there than the player. I think for us, it's like, I just don't want to deal with that situation. I prefer to get whatever else I can. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's most of the news. I mean, uh, I guess we could shout out to rest in peace, John Madden. He died today. You know, that's kind of an end of an era type deal. Uh, some of the plays that he he called and just his, you know, his personality was, it was different for that time. Like in some of the things that he was saying back then, you can't really quite say now, but it's so much fun. And like, he was just part of growing up watching football for me. You know, he was always a part of it. So uh, it, it's sad, man. It really is sad. Yeah, it, it definitely is, man. It's um, it's funny. He He definitely brought kind of life to the, analyst color commentator that whole idea i think he he gave way for guys like tony roma to be kind of how they are yeah now for sure you know and of course we all grew up on the games dude like madden like way back in the day i mean he was on one of the the original covers or whatever and i remember that growing up the nintendo 64 cartridge with him on it and shit dude like 
used to play those games like crazy and you know to this day still do every once in a while when i can get it on like game pass or something like the year after it comes <laughs> out and fuck around with my team you know because why yeah. not but also like those games people don't realize but they obviously taught a lot of people about more about football how to play what cover two was what oh yeah you know, a jet sweep is like all these different things like if you didn't know and you played that game it really did have real plays that teams actually use so yeah all that's really cool and it's just like you said you know rest in peace end of an era and um, i don't think he'll ever be forgotten i mean the guy is legendary in the in the sport legendary yes 85 years old and unexpectedly passed away just sucks man sucks when that happens but you know what like 85 is lived a pretty he good did pretty life. good yeah, yeah he <laughs> did if I make it to 85, like, I'm not even oh, mad about it. No, not at all, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. I'm worrying already, and I'm, like, 30. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was, you just had a birthday. It was a 30? Yeah, yeah. I just turned 30, uh, man. Yeah, crazy. RIP. Yeah, it's all over now, right? All downhill from here. No, Pretty I think, much. honestly, these are the these are going to be my best years. So They will be. You'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I'm, I'm not one of those people who gets down about age or anything like that. Like, it's not a big deal to me. So I still feel like I'm 20 anyway. Yeah, you look it. You're good. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <I> appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Um, next one. So uh, this is something that's going on in my head. I've been playing Dynasty for three years, and this is the first time I actually got to the fucking finals. Really? I've been I've been Congrats, in the play, like dude. with the uh, console wars playoffs every year. First year, second year, third year, got booted. Whatever. This league that I'm in right now that I'm gonna talk about, I got booted, and by like eight points. And it, honestly, I still hold this against Twitter. I made a start sit decision. I forget who it was. And it was like pretty unanimous to start the whatever player it was. Yeah. So I did. And that's not who I wanted to start. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, these guys are smart. So I, I went They're with Twitter's not. consensus <laughs> and I lost. And it was like by eight points. And it would have been like, I would have won by like three or four or something like that. And it I would have went Pollard to and somebody, wasn't it? I forget, man. I really do forget. And I would have went to the championship, but, um, but I got back there this year and I lost godwin i lost derrick henry like i'm so stoked to be here because i still have pieces that will be healthy next year anyways so i'm thinking about it you know i put some money into these leagues and uh you know should i just try to negotiate the pot split the pot with the guy in the first place you know he's got a little bit better you know what should i do i you have experience doing this (laughs) tell me how you feel about this uh it's tough man it depends i guess like i did i think most of the leagues that we're in the second place pot isn't that far off if you were like splitting it like if you end up splitting the main pot like whatever you'd only be getting like 30 or 40 more dollars and like the glory of just winning it all and winning the pot is so much greater than whatever splitting it gets you and then that feeling you have in the pit of your stomach if you do win like you could have just had it all like so we'd had this happen in console wars last year where Will Dennison and I were in the finals together and he reached out to me and I think it was Will and I, right. And he reached out yes. to me and he was like, you want to split it because he had, he's in, he was in like a couple other finals and was like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to worry about the money at this point. And I said, yes. And I ended up winning and I'll always have it in the back of my head. It just, it, it, I hurt. It did. Like, I was just like, <laughs> why didn't, because I felt less of a champion almost. I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I could have just won it. And then like, if not, like I still get the second place money and I'm good and it's fine. So yeah, I, I, I'm sure like in some leagues, if like the, if the, uh, if the splits like 80, 20 or something like that, and you can get it to like 50, 50, then like maybe it's worth it. I don't know. But like, for me, I just prefer to 
leave it up to, you know, the chances that I've been playing all year. My team is great. It got there. It can win this game. So go in with confidence and try to win it. I like that. Uh, I'm glad you said that because, I mean, I was going back and forth about it because, like, I don't, I don't need the money. It's not about that. Like, at first I thought, like, I thought it was, you know, but, like, the more I'm thinking about it, like, really it doesn't, doesn't actually matter. Here's the thing. I was like, what if I went to – I was talking to my wife about it. She's very intuition, loves tarot, you know, so I, I trust yeah, her. Instinct, yeah. right? So <laughs> she pulled some cards. Anyways, I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. So what if I, because he didn't approach me yet, right? So I was like, what if I approach him? It's like, hey, you want to split the pot? And he says no. And then he beats me on top of it. I look like a bitch twice. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I don't think I can deal with that. So uh, I think if he comes to me, uh, I might consider it, but I can't, I just, for my own personal, I can't do it myself. I'm too much of a, you know, have to have a confidence. So yeah, I'm just going to roll out there with my team. Um, Craig Reynolds and Deontay Foreman as like the guys who've, you know, got me there. And, uh, yeah. We'll At this rate, happens. they'll each have 20 points next week and you'll be just fine. I hope so. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I definitely don't like being the one at all. I've never would. And I would, it never even crossed my mind this year. Like in the one I was in to reach out and say, Hey, like, do you want to split? I it literally, it never crossed my mind. So, I mean, you know, I guess it's something you consider if somebody reaches out to you, but I would suggest not doing it because just living and dying with like that, with the glory kind of a fantasy football is what it's all about, I think. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of like spirit of the game. And also just, it, it feels so much better when you win it all, dude. It just does. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, it's not about the money. So it's like, I'm not like making that extra 40 or 50 or I mean, if it's, if it's a big league and you're making an extra couple hundred, maybe it matters at that point, but you know, it's just, it, it, at the end of the day, it's, I, I don't know if it's worth it, you know? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go for the chance to feel the whole win. I'm going to go for that. Yeah. feel fulfilled after this year because it was crazy and even get there this year. I did say this on Twitter as well. Like, don't let anybody make let you feel bad about like winning a championship if like their players or their team got decimated by a COVID or whatever. Hey, fuck off. Everybody had to deal with the same stuff this year. Like everybody lost players to injury, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Any any championship, any win is awesome. So, you know, just take what you get and don't feel bad about it and don't let anybody make you feel any type of way about it. All right. One uh, personal thing I want to talk about here is like I felt like I've had less fun this season than I have in seasons past. I know some people talk about burnout, but it's not that. I'm not burnt out because I have like too many leagues or too many things going on. Like I have plenty of time, but I, I it has got to the point where I've like missed a lineup here or there or some waivers and other things. And it's just like, haven't been quite as into it. Um, I mean, shit, there's been times where like I had a couple hours and I could have been watching Red Zone and I'm like, ah, I'll do something else. Like I've never really experienced that, but I kind of had it this year. And so I need you to be like my psychologist and, uh, one have you is this is this a common feeling have you is this something that people have mentioned to you that this year is a little less fun or have you felt that yourself I don't know if anybody's mentioned that it's been less fun but like you know I think just looking around like in general you know Jake who I do the other podcast with he's been just like having a lot of anxiety about this season I think Josh has gotten pretty stressed out about this season you know what I mean like I think everybody in general over the past two years has gotten like really frustrated with fantasy football because of how volatile everything has been. Not just that. I mean, you on a personal level, you've been moving 
from from a whole nother state you've been moving yeah. your whole family to a different state so i think you probably had a lot more on your mind than even if it's all been good stuff you've had a lot on your mind you know what i mean so it's like i imagine some of that has impacted your experience with football and just the the lack of talent some weeks probably has made it so that people are just kind of like I'll spend time with the fam instead or whatever it is. And I'll watch, you know, I'll definitely focus on the Cowboys game this week or I'll yeah. definitely, you know, whatever it may be. So I think a lot of things like impact it, but definitely fantasy football, fantasy football over the past two seasons. I mean, even people in the industry who I worked with, I saw quit leagues last year, middle, middle of the season because they couldn't stand redraft anymore because of the vol- volatility of like all the players missing time and just stuff you couldn't control. So I think, you know, that's just something that's been unique over the past couple of seasons, but I think it's changing going into this next year. Like we talked about with COVID, the policy is changing us just getting kind of along with it. I think that you're going to see a lot less of like this missed time by, you know, by big name players and whatnot. So it's been crazy. It's, it's been really tough. And, and I definitely see it on like people around me. I don't experience it as much because this is just like, I'm, a, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this. Cause like very little can like fuck up my football experience. Like if football's <laughs> on, like I'm nice. good. If, if NFL football's on, like I'm good. It could be the Browns and the jets playing. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll pass out to this and check it out in the morning. Like, I'll, you know what I mean? Like, I love it. I don't care. Like I have no, no issues with it, but, but I can definitely see why a lot of people are, are having less fun this year. That said, getting the championship will, I think, you light a fire in your ass for next season, you know. Yeah, I hope so. Get it going. Yeah. yeah. If I win this thing, I'm gonna be like trying to get into like so many startups. You'll see. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for talking me through that. Yeah. It's good. It's good to self-reflect, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's I hope I hope we I hope you have more fun next season for sure. I mean, we we uh managed that Debbie team together, which I think we did really good. We acquired we did big strides. We I what did we acquire Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and AJ Brown all this season? We did. <laughs> yeah. And I think we moved Etienne, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield were the bulk of those trades. So. Yes. I think we did pretty good, bud. Feel great about that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's have fun next season with that team yes. because uh, that, yes. that will be a blast for sure. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. So let's talk some uh, buying, selling, moving on to 2020. We don't have to talk a whole lot about this, but there's some guys. Uh, First one to bring up because he's been putting together like pretty good last what four weeks. I'm on Ross Brown. We were able to talk about him um, for the first time a few weeks ago. And here's something that comes out by Phil Yates at Phil Yates on Twitter. You probably know him. <laughs> so, so he said, uh, Lions wide receiver Amon Ross Brown last four games 10 catches, 86 yards, and a tub. Eight catches, 73 yards. Eight catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Nine catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Amon Brown St. Browns joins Odell Beckham Jr. as the only rookie in NFL history with at least eight catches in four straight games. With Jared Goff and what, Nick Boyle? Tim. Is that right? Tim. Tim. Tim Boyle. What? Some guy named Boyle. <laughs> and as his quarterback. I mean, that's, that's promising. Nick Boyle might have been a tight end for the Ravens. That's right. Like Sorry, that. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no it's that's, that's been my year. <laughs> yeah, that's some elite company right there, obviously. But I think a lot of it might be situational, sadly. There's nobody yeah. else on that team. He's obviously the most talented pass catcher on the team, even as a rookie. I mean, they were decimated. They don't have any 
pass catcher worth a damn anyway, any receiver really, but then they lost TJ Hawkinson. They don't have DeAndre Swift. Uh, I think Jamal Williams in one of the, one or two of these games was out. So, you know, they're down to Craig Reynolds and, and some other bodies, some other warm bodies out there. So yeah, it's not surprising that Amon Ra was a target hog and, and it is a little surprising, obviously seeing him do or seeing him, you know, produce this way as a rookie, but Again, I think it's situational. I think this would be a time where you sell really high on Amon Ra. Uh, I've, I've told some, some people who listen to the pod and, and reach out for advice that, you know, I try to move him right now. But to be honest, the people who I've been talking to haven't really been getting any hits on like a first round pick or anything like that. It's been mostly seconds and I'm not selling for that. So no. So maybe, maybe there's a world where you can, where you can buy some Amon Ra. At, yeah. at some value and see all this stuff i think if you just wait like a month or two all the hype kind of fades and you can get them a l- at a little bit more reasonable price so that's kind of how i'd approach on monroe now i agree with everything you said and we we can't neglect the fact that he was drafted in the fourth round which doesn't always matter but generally speaking it does matter and uh, yeah, if it wasn't for TJ Hawkinson missing time, DeAndre Swift for missing time, would we have seen this um, on Ross St. Brown? I don't know. I love the player. I won't lie. Like I always have, like it's athletic. I like his pedigree, all the same uh, sun God. I mean, I, I like the guy, but uh, I don't think we would have seen this last four weeks if it wasn't for the other injuries on the team. So I'm with you. If folks can't get a first from, which means you might be able to go get him for a second. Maybe you can do that. Yeah, I think your analysis on Amon Ra is pretty good. I'm just worried he's like Jarvis Landry. You know what I mean? Which isn't bad early in his career if he can kind of get a couple touchdowns in there. But do you really want Jarvis Landry on most of your teams? Probably not. You know. Yeah, 10 catches for 88 yards. Yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, next one, Josh Palmer, which is kind of topical because I know you traded for him, which we'll talk about later. Josh Palmer, he was drafted by the Chargers in the second round, right? Yes, uh, third round, third round. Third round, okay, which was, I thought was kind of crazy because I looked at his, I hope I have, I haven't double-checked this, so I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure his career receptions in college was like 99. And I just remember that sticking out to me, like, because I was, honestly, during the draft, I'm like, who the F is this guy? That's a good memory, by the way. That's Never heard of him. Is it 99? 99. Okay, I was like, he doesn't even have 100 career receptions in college. Like, how am I supposed to give this guy a good profile because I'm not a huge film guy. Like I don't, I don't really know what I'm looking for, to be honest with you. He's got decent size and all other stuff, but he has no production. So, but he's in a situation right now. He's been doing pretty good last few weeks with Keenan Allen in the field. Mike Williams is missing, but I think we could all agree. Mike Williams is probably not going to be on that team next year. He's tied to a top, I don't know, five, six, seven quarterback. However you feel about Justin Herbert, but he's really damn good. Is Josh Palmer a guy you think you could buy? If Because, say, I had Josh Palmer, and he was balling out. I, myself, based on what I know historically on these types of players, I would be willing to take the value bump that he's seen the last few weeks and get out of him because I don't believe in his profile long-term. Is he a guy you would go try to acquire? So, you know, with Dynasty, I think Dynasty is such a funny game because it's a long game, but also things change week to week, right? Like, a guy could have been a buy two weeks ago, but now he could be a sell. And I think that's kind of where Josh Palmer's at. I did purchase him kind of in the middle of, I think, this uptick in value for him. But 
I got something along with him in this trade that I think was worth doing what I did. It wasn't really just to acquire Josh Palmer. So I think I, I don't think Josh Palmer is a guy who I, who you, who you would go out and acquire right now. I think he was a guy who you could go out and get really cheap a month ago. Right now. I think I'm selling him right now. If somebody wants to give me, you know, second, first round value, like that's great. I mean, you probably got him for nothing and now you can get, you know, something that's that that is actually going to be of long-term value to you um, going forward. So I definitely would approach it that way. Just funny though, that Josh Palmer was selected 77th overall and Keenan Allen 76th overall. Now Keenan Allen had a way, way better production profile coming out of college. Obviously, I don't know what really happened for Josh Palmer there. He, he had pretty good production for the you know, for the lack of, uh, the lack of, I guess, targets that he was getting, but regardless, you know, the, the likelihood that he gives you a top 24 season or multiple top 24 seasons of fantasy is not good. So yeah, get out of him on this, on this, um, on this bump in value. I think that's something that I'm going to try to do with the share I just acquired, honestly. I think we're missing a little bit of Josh on here. Cause he'd be like, sell, 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 <laughs> not on himself. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, the next one is interesting because I did acquire a share of him a few weeks ago to a contender in uh, console wars. Uh, Cause I still believe, you know, I, I bought a few years and the talents are there, but Darren Waller, do you, you think it's worth trying to get the, uh, pick him up on an injury discount? Cause he hasn't played for uh, four weeks. Yeah. I, I think totally you can do that. It was something I'm kind of considering in dynasty underdog listener league. If anybody's listening. I definitely would would purchase some some Darren Waller. I'm wondering if there's like a CMC Waller deal that oh, okay. I could that I could manage because I because I think I lack the tight end power that could get me to uh to the promised land. But but <laughs> I, I digress once again. You tired of getting beat by Andrews? <laughs> yeah, by <laughs> by all the good tight ends, really. Jeez, I got beat by like the top five tight ends this past week. Uh but yeah, Darren Waller, I think he's in the perfect spot. He has the injury. There's no reason he can't be productive when he comes back. This wasn't even like a tear. I think it was a knee sprain of some sort, MCL sprain or whatever. So look, he's 28. So I think you got two probably more years of elite production with him and Derek Carr there or whoever's there. I think I'm sure anybody would use him. So yeah, I'm totally willing to buy him right now. Same. All right. Next one I have is Miami players. We talked about this two, three weeks ago. I would try to like, foresee what's going to be a good productive quote-unquote like high-powered at least efficient and uh negligent you know an organization that's running things uh quote-unquote good and i think miami's on the uptick there so there's not a lot of like pass catchers besides waddle and gesicki but like two like are there other situations where you're going to try to get a piece of this team do you feel as strongly as I do about it? They just won. They just rattle off seven in a row. Two was looking pretty damn good. Gesicki is still a stud. You know, Devontae Parker, I don't know what's going on with him. Waddle's looking like he's going to be a thing for a long time. Are you willing to pay up for some of these pieces just to, just to have them? I know there's not a lot of else, like, lot else there, like running back, question mark second wide receiver question mark but come like draft uh, draft time or free agency and they acquire somebody else are you going to try to get a piece of that interesting yeah i mean i depending on who they get 
sure. I mean, I, depending on who, who they acquire, uh, I could be interested. I, I honestly, if they grab a James Conner, if they sign James Conner to that team and they, and they don't, or I, either way, if they sign James Conner to that team, I'm probably pretty interested in James Conner because he's going to be cheap, cheaper than most workhorse running backs. And he's going to be a touchdown fiend. You know what I mean? He's just going to snipe all touchdowns, no matter if they draft a rookie or not. So I would be interested in that. And I think it could happen, but Outside of that, it's probably going to be too expensive to get most guys. I think Tua is probably the cheapest one to go acquire in Superflex leagues because I think people are still shy. He's throwing interceptions here and there. And the team, while, you know, they look okay, he's not – I just don't think he's lighting the world on fire for fantasy managers for whatever reason because he does score actually a good amount of points. But I think that's where you could go get a piece of that team. Waddle is an interesting one. He's a guy who I think right now is – in a spot where he's, I, I don't think you can go get him. Like, I don't, I, I think it'd be way too expensive to go get him right now. Cause he's just absolutely dominating and they're going to rake you over the coals to go get this guy. But I don't think I would sell him either. He's, he's, in what, he's one of those guys that I just like, I think he's so, I think he's going to, I think he is, uh, he's comes as advertised. Like he's that good. He's a guy who's going to, who's going to get eight, plus targets no matter who's there at this point I think especially heading into his second year and he has that upside to like really take it to the house it's not just like Jarvis Landry all over again you know what I mean so he's the real deal I don't know if he's a guy who I would even be selling high on I think I'd just be holding him and riding the wave um so yeah outside of that Kasiki is a weird one though because he hasn't been as productive as you want him to be he's shown flashes I don't know if he's going to be in Miami next year I don't know if he's going to be in Miami where the hell is he going to be so like he's one he's one I almost want to wait on kind of but maybe 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 you can be buying low on him right now and then he ends up in a really good situation on another team where they actually utilize him the way he should be you know what I mean I I don't know that that one's a little dicey for me I think that there might be a buy window for Gusecki that I'm not quite like actually seeing in practice just because I haven't explored it or seen it happen but he's been kind of bad the past you know in, in this win streak they've had he has been great he, I think he had like three catches for 20 something yards in this last game. And yeah, that's mediocre at best. All right. Next one. I think you threw him on here Mixon. Yeah. These next two I'm interested. I'm just interested in some of these running backs who are starting to age out a bit. I mean, Mixon's about to be 26 years old. I'm also, we can just lump them together. I'm also interested in Alvin Kamara, right. Who's already 26 years old and he's on a team that, you know, obviously needs him, but how good are they going to be? Who's going to be their quarterback? What are the weapons like around him? Because we, we know when the team is not functioning at max capacity for Alvin Kamara, he's liable to get under 10 points in fantasy. You know what I mean? It just all happened. And Joe Mixon, on the other hand, is on a high-powered offense right now, right? That looks incredible. You know, with the three receivers there, with them wanting to pass the ball so much, is he somebody that you're interested in buying? Or is he still kind of, undervalued can you still get him at a, at a good cost right now as one of those workhorse running backs going into 2022 it's hard for me because Mixon. this is one of his healthier seasons one of his best seasons to be honest i mean it is his best season 100 percent. been doing great he's been doing great i think that anybody who's been holding on to him this long is probably i don't know if you're gonna get him for like a decent price and i just don't know how many he, he's just he's 26 years old he's one of those guys like i don't know I don't really know. I think with Mixon, I think after the season he had, you could probably sell him for a haul. 
and just, you know, it's all team dependent, right? Are you contending? Are you at the bottom end of your tier? If you came in like seventh place in your league or even sixth place in your league, Mixon's a guy I think I would try to get out on. Because you're probably his price is probably not going to go up after this year. That's probably the highest it's ever going to be. Yeah. So I mean, I have him in console wars, and I just got booted from the second round of the playoffs. And my running back room is getting kind of old. And I'm thinking like these are two guys. Like if I have a couple guys that are around this age, I think I want to move on from them if I can, and try to get you know first round pick and a receiver, first round pick and a a young guy who who you know might come into his own whatever it may be or a couple guys a couple shots you know i just think that the production of the the production level of these guys we we've seen historically really drops off at 26 27 years old and i know that the production we saw last year it's uh, enticing to want to hold on to that right to to kind of say that's going to happen next year too but it just won't at some point especially for running backs it's going to just drop off and it's a thing where you want to be out from it because if not, you're, you're not going to get good value for it. After that, you're going to be stuck with these assets and your team's going to age out and you're going to be in the middle and it's going to be hard for you to rebuild. So for me, these are like, I'm in this situation and I really think that I'm going to try to just move on from these guys and it might put my team back maybe a year. Like I might not perform as well next year as I'd like, but I almost see it as like, if I don't do this, like maybe I perform next year, but I'm probably going to get bounced again. And then my team's going to really kind of fall off the cliff. So that's how I would look at it. Like I, with running backs, it's, we know this, it's, this has been researched. It's been done. Like we know running backs fall off. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. And yeah, same with Kamara. We, we talked about Kamara a little bit. We have no idea what this offense is going to look. We don't even know who the head coach is going to be. Probably Sean Payton, but we don't even know that. We don't know who's going to be throwing the ball. Uh, Kamara has had a little bit of a decline, uh, decline to begin with. Um, he's a guy that if I'm holding Kamara, I'm trying to get rid of him, like, today. It just is what it is, man. Like, hey, I mean, I hate talking about these running backs because I know they're human beings and they have a job. And then the NFL, which makes billions. And, like, James Robinson, right? Undrafted. You know, at, at the end of our careers, my personal career, at my personal job, and his career, at his personal job, I may make more money than him. And that doesn't seem fair because he's so much better at what he does than what I do, what I'm doing, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I mean, I'm good at my job. Don't get me wrong if my boss is listening. But it just, it seems like he should be getting paid more. And then you talk about these running backs and it's like, you're almost heartless about it, but like, it is what it is, right? We're playing a game. These guys... You know, they're, they're not toast now. They're close to being toast. No, I can't ignore the fast because you like the guy. Like, it's, it's awesome. I love watching these guys, and I hope they continue to be fun to watch and continue to be successful and make money. It's really not, you know, that's not the business we're in, fortunately and, and unfortunately, I guess. But, yeah, I think I'm right along there with you. I want to get out from these guys now. I, I don't know if that's a popular opinion or not. I'm, I'm sure that they could have a good season next year, but I think that you could probably find – similar production and get yourself some picks of, you know, included in that and move on now where you're going to lose that opportunity. I think in a year or two here. All right. Last one that's on the list here. Uh, Keenan Allen. I just think he's such like a, a, a dynasty enigma, right? Like what do you do with a guy like Keenan Allen who his game ages pretty well, right? Like he's probably pretty valuable for contenders. 
Um, but he is over 30. He's getting, you know, he's getting over, he's 29. He's going to be 30 next year. You know, how long do you hold on to these guys? And can he be that productive? Are other guys going to take over on that team? Like we're talking about Josh Palmer, you know, they are going to move on from Mike Williams. So is, is he going to have more opportunities next year? I don't know. Keenan Allen's a weird one. I, I just think he does hold some value now and he could end up being Julio Jones quicker than we'd like where all of a sudden it's injuries and, or, you know, lack of production. And then you don't really have like Julio's worthless now, you know? And what is he? He's 32. So he's only a couple of years off of Keenan Allen. Yeah. I, I guess if there's anyone I could compare him to just off the top of my head, I was thinking Larry Fitzgerald, um, but he's kind of already at Larry Fitzgerald past the peak point. You know what I mean? Like he's already extended into that Larry Fitzgerald territory right where Larry Fitzgerald was still pretty viable yeah and now he's getting to that Larry Fitzgerald fall off situation and uh yeah man I don't know uh he's definitely not someone I'm trying to buy unless I'm really contending but I think this is a time to you know put him on the boat set the sails and let him go well let's talk about my trade then before we talk about let's do it dining standard listener league so you know, perfect segue, Keenan Allen. I sold, I, I literally bought him and, uh, and Darnell Mooney. And I, I'm definitely, I'm sort of regretting this trade, but I think that I actually made the most out of it after what I did. So I feel a little bit better about it, but I did trade AJ Brown for Keenan Allen and Darnell Mooney on the way to a championship. And then I sold Mooney for Leonard Fournette and tried to do that whole thing. It didn't work out, unfortunately. I still think it was, it was a good move. It just didn't work out. So then... I was like, you know what? I see that my team is getting older and I do have a couple of young pieces at receiver. I'm like, look, let me see if I can get out from Keenan Allen now. Screw it. Let me just move on from him before he gets older and I can't do it because like we were just talking about, I think it could you know, happen quickly where he falls off and you can't get anything for him. So I moved Keenan Allen for Josh Palmer, his actual, his teammate who's 22 years old, rookie Josh Palmer for 20, uh, sorry, Sorry, Keenan Allen for Josh Palmer in a 2022 first round pick. And it'll probably be mid to late uh, or it's just it's most likely to be at the back end. So how do you feel about that? This trade, I like the Josh Palmer for 22 and for Josh Palmer in a first for Keenan Allen. It's your buying back some years. Josh Palmer, we've seen he has flashed and he's tied to a good quarterback, as we talked about before. And you got that first like. That's the thing. You got booted from the playoffs, but you're able to like make some moves and get a first. Like that's that's how you replenish your team. You never know what that first is going to turn into. It could be Mac Jones. And a super flex, that's going to be amazing. Um, not having AJ Brown kind of sucks now, especially after what he did. But you were you were going for the gusto, and we didn't know if you were in contention. This is what we talked about with like trade deadlines and those other things. These are moves that like contenders make. Um we didn't even know if we'd see AJ Brown or what he would look like. If he'd play a full game, all those types of deals. And you got yourself two playmakers and you're trying to score points. You got booted and you were able to kind of pivot and get some of that back. I think what is impressive about this is that you're able to actually act on it and try to correct your mistake. Toot sweet, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get what I can. You got a first for Keenan Allen and you got another player back, a young player. I like it. Missing out on AJ Brown probably sucks now, mm-hmm. but we didn't really know at the time, right? We 
you were playing for something and AJ Brown wasn't giving you anything, right? So it might kind of hurt a little bit right now, but uh, I think what you were able to do with what you did was um, heads up play, my, my opinion. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And that is kind of, that was obviously the thinking. Now, yeah, totally losing A.J. Brown hurts a little bit. But thinking about it, I wouldn't have been able to use him this year anyway. I got booted, so I wouldn't have been yeah. able to use those points that he did give. And think about where everybody drafted A.J. Brown. They drafted him in the middle, late first round in most places, right? Because that's yeah. where he fell. So I think there's opportunity to kind of get another young wide receiver who may not be you know, that guy, but another guy with value. And if I can move Josh Palmer, like we were just talking about, right. For a second round pick or something like that, or even more, if somebody's crazy, then this, this kind of, like you're saying, this roster replenishment, this churning of my roster is kind of the whole thing with dynasty. Like, look, AJ Brown's great, but he's 24, like in a couple of years, he'll be, you know, up there and like, you're going to need young players again. So while I'd like to have him and, and obviously I could have used that value. I think that I, I did something here to kind of turn back the clock on my team a little bit um, and get that, get some of that value back that I lost there. So we'll see how it works out. I mean, it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough league. I think in that league though, console wars, it's an opportunity for me to not, not only get him back, but because there's three copies of him, but also, there's some other wide receivers I think I might prefer to pivot to at this point because I think while I like AJ Brown a lot, his quarterback situation is going to be up in the air for his long-term career. And also he's very boomer bust. He's just that kind of guy. If he doesn't get the volume, he he's very, very boomer bust. You know what I mean? And I think there might be some receivers out there who are more fantasy producers who are more fantasy friendly producers than AJ Brown is while he might be my favorite, just like DeAndre Hopkins was my favorite. He wasn't always the one who was scoring the fantasy points or who you wanted on your team. You know what I mean? In fantasy. So uh, there's that part of it too. You can't get just tied to these guys because you like them so much. I love AJ Brown. I love Keenan. I mean, I love uh, DK Metcalf, but there's give and take with these guys, you know? Absolutely. All right. So let's uh, do a dynasty underdog listener league. First ever inaugural. It's been fun. Dude, the group of guys we're in there with the 10 other guys, Yeah. you know, Ben and, Riley and Riley, Dan, yeah. Riley, Matt. It, it's been fun. The, the chat's been amazing. These guys, like, they're uh, not roasting us over being not the best commissioners. Yeah. Because <laughs> we kind of went in this with like a plan, but not the plan. And uh, it, it's been a whole lot of fun. And hopefully we could do another uh, a DU2 next year. That'd be awesome. But you made it to the finals. I did. I made it to the finals. I really, really thought I was going to take the ship, especially with what. Dan was rolling out against me and his Twitter is uh, at NSF football, Nitro fantasy football. If you want to check him out on Twitter, he's obviously pretty good at this game. Uh, he knows what he's doing because he made it to the championship as well and beat me with the likes of like Marquez Calloway. And I think he had Duke Johnson out there and I don't know, but he, he obviously he had a bad week from George Kittle, but then a monster week from, uh, from, Sorry, what's what's the other one? Mark Andrews and Dalton Schultz. And then yes. he had the absolute crazy week from Joe Burrow, who just went berserk on the Baltimore Ravens defense that had, you know, fry cooks out there running, <laughs> running in, 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 the, in the secondary <laughs> for them. But uh, but yeah, man, he beat uh, he beat my ass. There's nothing else to it. He beat me and and uh shout out to him, man. It was a great, great season. Uh, I'll, I'll come back next year pretty strong. I have a really good team still, I think. While, while they're old, they're still really good. But, man, 
Dan Morrison came back from, I think he was like the, the sixth seed in our, in our playoffs. And yeah, he, he made beat me way. last week. <laughs> yeah. He made his way through the gauntlet. He had a crazy run and he beat me. So yeah, man, shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, dynasty underdog listener league one was an absolutely smash success and we'll be doing a dynasty underdog listener league two. I think we have a couple of candidates already. I think it's like halfway or more than halfway filled maybe at this point. So we'll, we'll be looking for a couple more. If anybody wants in on that, reach out to me uh, Uriah or the account on Twitter, whatever, just hit, hit us up. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I'm going to win it next year. So you don't really <laughs> have to worry about all that, but I did come in third. Hey, could we, at least, we didn't mention that. Yes. I did come in third. Uriah did come in third. And I think <laughs> Josh is actually playing for the extra pick in our consolation bracket. And next year we're going to obviously fix things up a little bit with the schedule this year. It was kind of crazy. We didn't know what was going to happen, but next year I think we'll have, everything playing into week 17 most likely and we'll do the same obviously for du2 and that'll be a little bit cleaner since we've done this one time already (laughs) (laughs) we've learned from our mistakes all right so one thing i want to mention a great idea that you mentioned because it's that time of year we're getting into the off season folks we're not going to be sending our lineups anymore no more waivers we get to chill kick back watch some film grind some sheets whatever it is you prefer to do (laughs) but uh we'll be doing both over here (laughs) Yeah, we do both over here. I'm going to have to learn some film from uh, Billy here. Although I will say, one of the guys I really, really liked on film was Hunter Renfro. And I pound, he, go, go search. I got receipts yep. from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I almost gave up on I did give up on him. I won't lie. He's incredible, that kid. Turns man. out I was right. He's, he catches everything. Is he a buyer or sell? Is he a buyer or sell? Bye, I love this guy. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sell, yeah. sell. No, no. <laughs> But what we're going to do, we're going to do a segment every week going forward, and we're going to do an underdog prospect. So we're going to pick a guy that you know, they might even not technically be underdogs, but they're not going to be like the huge big names that like you're going to hear from literally everybody else. We don't need to tell you about Isaiah Spiller. We will talk about him, but everybody knows who he is. We're not going to talk about Traylon Burks because you're going to hear about it from everybody else. But we're going to pick some guys and we're going to, you know, give a five, 10 minute, you know, synopsis of what we see on film or on the, the spreadsheet. Honestly, we haven't really workshopped this as much, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think it'd be great if we do both. If, you know, I can knock down some film, you can knock down some sheets. We yeah. can give a whole profile of, of the guy and kind of we can land where we're at on him. You know what I mean? And it might be different where we're at depending on what you find and what I find. Who knows? We'll see. I love that. Dueling. I love it. I love it. Look at that. <laughs> Work it out on the air. <laughs> yes. I, th- I mean, I thought that was the plan. Uh, that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That is the plan now. That is the yeah. plan. <laughs> that that was and is the plan. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks everyone for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog at Just Your IFF. Follow Billy's Pod at Getting Given Pod. Willie Beeman at Willie Beeman DFF and our buddy Josh Goldberg at Josh Goldberg AGP. He's got to come back eventually, or not? Eventually. But he'll be at least a guest. <laughs> Maybe who knows? <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Have a good night.